Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we all stand? Let's gather around this front. Let's start this service off with prayer and worship and praise to God tonight. We serve a great God, a mighty God that's worthy of all of our praise. Amen. Let's lift up His name together. God, we love You today. We thank You, Savior, for Your goodness, for Your mercy, for Your blessings, O God, for another opportunity to be in Your house, to worship and to praise and to magnify, to lift up Your glorious name. You are worthy. You are great. You are greatly to be praised, God. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord.
Hallelujah. I've never been so glad in all of my life that I've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, been baptized in Jesus' name. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And got a good church. Good preacher. Good church family. Hallelujah. 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 God is good. He's good all the time. We want to pray for this service and pray for all that are sick, not able to be here. We want to remember to pray for Pat, if you would, and Brother Buck. Pray for him. Anthony Jackson needs a miracle, and we serve a miracle working God. Hallelujah. So if you have a need of petition, you're at the right place because God is a prayer answered God. Let's love him, church. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this opportunity to call upon your name. Call upon your name. God, you're a miracle working, God, and we call on you. We worship you. We praise you, God. We magnify your name, God. Bless this service tonight. Every little seventh day. You more than Thank you, God. 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 Thank you, 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 and Brother John's going to get ready to sing. We're going to keep having good church. Glory. It's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. Some beautiful happy day. It's going to be worth every long time. Every heartache and every time. It's going to be worth it all. Some beautiful happy day. Every long mile, every heartache and every trial, it's gonna be worth it all. It's gonna be worth it all. It's gonna be worth it all. Some beautiful happy day. It's gonna be worth it all. It's gonna be worth it all. Some beautiful happy day. It's gonna be worth it all
you may be seated if you like. Brother, I don't know your name, but you're Brother Rick's friend. Would you praise the Lord tonight? Praise Him. Yeah. All right, all right. Come on. Right. Trials dark on every hand, and we cannot understand all the ways that God will lead us to that blessed, that blessed promised land. But He'll guide us with His eye, and we'll follow till we die, and we'll understand it. Temptations, hidden snares, often take us unawares, and our hearts are made to bleed for His thoughtless word or deed. And we wonder, wonder why the test, when we try to do our best, but we'll under, we'll understand it better by and by. Oh, by. Morning comes when all the saints 
of God are gathering home. We will tell the story of how we've overcome, and we'll understand it better by and by. Oh, by and by, Lord, when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathering home, we will tell the story how we've overcome, and we'll understand it better by and by. We'll understand it better by by, and we'll understand it better by by. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah! 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 Didn't we hear a message a weekend? My, 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 my! What great preaching! I say, Watchman on the Wall. What of the night? Preach to us, Brother Luper. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Praise God. I'm glad, I'm glad I have the house of God that I can go to. I'm glad that I have a rock that I can hold on to. That rock is Christ Jesus. Amen. Good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord. Lord bless you. You can be seated for a few moments. Good to see everyone that is here tonight. Glad that you're in the house of the Lord. We want to pray for those who are unable to be here. Needs a touch from the Lord. Let's pray for Brother Buck and his family. They had a little accident on the way to church tonight. I ask the Lord to touch them and help them. Brother Buck opened deer season a little bit early tonight. And he knows he shouldn't be hunting when he has to use headlights. But anyway, pray that the Lord would help them. And uh, in Jesus' name, I think they totaled out their vehicle, but ask God to touch their body today. We want to pray for Brother Cooper, as mentioned, Sister Cooper. Let's ask the Lord to give her a touch from God. Let's pray for Brother Dale. Ask the Lord to touch him. Brother Harvey needs a touch from the Lord. Let's keep praying for Brother Seal and Brother Strevel and Brother Scott Wilson that the Lord would touch them and perform a miracle in their bodies. We know a God that is a miracle worker. Amen. And uh, I was going to say this Sunday night, but the service didn't go accordingly. But it's good to see Brother Brown and uh, got a new addition to the family there, another little Brown. And somebody told me that they were in the prayer room Sunday night. Is that correct? Oh, my word. I don't know if that's the smartest thing in the world, but if you're going to take them anywhere, you ought to take them to the house of God. And congratulations to them. And uh, Brother Steve and Sister Sheila, Grandma and Grandpa again. And the Lord bless them. Nothing like... Nothing like grandma and grandpahood, and uh, it's just a it's just a wonderful life. And if I'd have known it was so good, I'd have skipped Tammy, Tiffany, Terry, and Tony, and just went on to to Parker and Troy. <laughs> uh, definitely would have skipped Nathaniel, but anyway, <clears throat> but. God is good to us, and uh, good to see Brother Rick's friends here tonight. 
And if the good people in California would have voted two or three times, we'd have this thing sewed up tonight. But they wouldn't do it. And I think some of the some of the bad side voted two or three times. But anyway, God's still in control. God knows what He's doing, and He don't make any mistakes. Amen. And uh, I know uh, I know for the most of us we're probably on downers tonight. But uh, I stayed up as long as I could last night, about two o'clock in the morning, uh, praying and and uh, listening and praying and reading and listening and praying and I'm still praying but I think uh, my prayers might be in vain at this point but anyway God's still good and God's still in control and this might be this might be just what we need and uh, to get us ready to get out of here and uh, ready to go to heaven and uh, good to see Sister Mallory's mother here in the house of God with us tonight. Everyone else, why don't we give our guest a good hand clap tonight? <clears throat> want to remind you, if you're interested in teaching Sunday school class, please uh, see uh, my wife or myself after church. And uh, don't forget... Sunday morning will be a little different. Now, the only thing that is changing, Sunday school class is the same time. Um, Early bird is the same time. The men's breakfast is the same time. The only thing that will be changing is prayer time and service time. Prayer meeting in here will be at 10 o'clock. Church will start at 1030, so don't forget that. All of you that come in about 30 minutes late, Keep church starting at 10 o'clock. You'll be on time for the first time in a long time. So remember that. And uh, we're going to try this through the rest of the year uh, due to all the things that are going on. And we might keep it. We might change it back. I don't know at this point, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Family recreation Friday night at 6 o'clock in the gym. And uh, so I was... That's just kind of a spur-of-the-moment deal, and I was thinking about it this evening, and I said something to the girls, and Tony said, well, what's family recreation? I said, well, you know what recreation is? She said, well, yes, sir. I said, you know what a family is? She said, well, yes, sir. I said, that's where you bring your family with you. So it's pretty simple. You just put the two together. It's family and recreation. At the gym, we're going to have... Uh, fellowship over at the gym and a good time. That's Friday at 6 o'clock, so remember that. And uh, remember your prayer time. I appreciate seeing people through the day come by the church and pray. And I ask you to continue to do that. It works. It works. It works. It has always worked, and it always will work. Amen. So we want to pray. We need to pray more today than we ever have before. We need to be closer to God today than we've ever been in the past. Amen. There's no better time than right now to live for God and to be very serious about living for God. And that is right now. Amen. We're thankful to have uh, Ricky here with us. And uh, he's been hanging around here, come back last summer or last spring or sometime. And uh, spent some time with us and come back to be with us. And Sunday night, 
He got the Holy Ghost Sunday night. We're so thankful for that. And uh, won't you stand and testify, Ricky? Amen. Praise God. He's from another one of them states. If they'd have voted early and often, we'd we'd be okay tonight. All the way from New York. But he's in the good part of New York, not in New York City. And uh, so we're glad to have him here with us. I think his parents will be here this weekend. Looking forward to being able to see them. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. My my voice is uh, still a little bit uh, messed up from Sunday morning and Sunday night. And uh, so I, I feel like I have something just to share with us. Maybe I can keep from um, getting too loud tonight. And uh, too excited, but it's hard not to get excited when you're talking about something that is exciting, and that is living for God. So chapter 12, verse number 1, the Bible says, Wherefore, seeing we we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's lift our hands and ask God to help us today. God, we're depending on You. Our hope, our confidence, our trust is in You. I pray, God, that You would give me the words to say. That You would anoint me to obey Your Word today, God. Anoint your e- the ears and the hearts, the souls, the mind, the spirits of Your people today. To hear Your Word, to receive Your Word, to respond to Your Word, and help us all, God, to be a doer of the Word as we apply it to our lives. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, let's clap our hands together, lift your voice, praise God tonight. God, thank You for another opportunity to be in Your house. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. The Bible is telling us here that we first should look around and see that we are compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. Let's look at the witnesses that are around us that has showed us that we can be more than a conqueror through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
the Bible, let me, let me touch on something. Uh, this scripture does not have a lot to do with what I want to talk about, but it tells us looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him tells us how that he endured the cross, despising the shame, and uh, is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. There's a lot of people that is very confused by this last phrase that is in this scripture in verse number 2 where it says, And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Does not mean that you are going to see two gods. It is representing the power and the authority of the right hand of God, the majesty of God. The only God that you will ever see, the only form that you are ever going to see is the form of Jesus Christ. There is not two gods, there's not three gods, there's not a God that is in ultimate control and then a God that is over Him. There's not three co-equal, co-existence, and co-eternal gods. There is only one God. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him as spirit and in truth. But the Bible tells us that we are compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. We all know people that have lived this life for God, dedication to God, before us, and has shown us that it can be done, that it is possible to live a holy and a godly life in a wicked and perverse generation. And so, we are compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. But what, what I want to talk to us tonight for the next few moments about is, the Bible tells us and that we are to lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. A lot of people get very confused when they're living for God about what, why, and a lot of people ask the question, well, why do you do this and why do you not do that? And uh, why do you go here and you don't go there? It's not that everything that we abstain from is not a sin. There are things that are weights that will drag us down spiritually if we do not get away from those things. Now, I um, have been, I've been uh, we just went on a trip hunting in Colorado and I was telling I was telling Nathaniel about the mud up there and it's a lot like the mud out in uh West Texas or what we call West Texas but it's really the hill country. It's a lot of rocky terrain. Uh the mud is not very deep uh but it's very slick and it's very sticky. And uh, you don't have a lot of problem with sinking very Deep because you're on a very rocky surface and a solid surface. But you do have a problem uh, with it building up on your feet and uh, building up on 
the horse's hoofs, if you're riding a horse and it building up on the tires, on, on the four-wheeler or whatever you are riding because it's very sticky. So there, there is times where you have to stop. And, um, we were, we were going into a place there and, and, uh, to eat and, and when you go in, they have a boot cleaner that you stick your boots in and you rub them off trying to get the mud off of your feet before you enter into the restaurant. And so it gets very, uh, it gets very difficult when you're walking because you start out at about about six foot tall, and you walk about a mile, and you're about six six. Now, the problem with that is the mud is very heavy. It's a weight. It's a weight that restricts you from doing and uh, accomplishing what you want to accomplish. I, I I see people sometimes they they run and and uh, they like to do it for exercise. And uh, they put these weight belts on around them to to uh, add weight to their body. Now that's something I don't have to use. I got plenty of weight myself that I can carry around. But they add weight to restrict them and uh, to cause them to use more energy and supposedly to burn more fat. And uh, so that is the purpose of that to get strong. You use resistance. They have weights that you use to, to lift, to get strong. And, uh, but it's, it's hard, it's hard, uh, uh, to do anything too much with, uh, those weights. I can remember a long time ago, I was probably about 16 when, uh, I was playing uh, softball, and they used to have what they called a donut. It was, I don't even know if they have them anymore, but it's a little round weight that you put over the end of your bat, the small end, and it goes to the big end, and it stops. Well, when you're warming up, you can swing it, and it makes your bat quite a bit heavier. And uh, so you swing it while you're warming up. Now, the, the thing that you're supposed to do is take it off, before you go up there and get ready to hit the ball. I got this bright idea that I wonder how far I could hit the ball with the weight on the end of the bat. And uh, so I did. And I didn't hit the ball very far. And the bat broke half in two. Because it's not, it's not made for that. That's not the purpose of it. That's not what it is made for. In this spiritual Walk with God. Now you ask, what does mud building up on your motorcycle and on your horse and on your feet have to do with living for God? And what's a donut on your bat have to do? And what's weight around your waist? Um, weight that's added around your waist got to do with living for God? This is the, what it's got to do with living for God. There are things in our walk with God that are not sin at all. They're not necessarily sin. But they are weights that we pick up along life's journey that distract us and hold us back from being and doing what God wants us to do. This is the problem that people have in living for God. When they 
when they come, when they come in here, they, they enjoy the presence of God and they enjoy, uh, the worship and they enjoy, uh, the Word of God. But a lot of people have difficulty in realizing that, that man, there is so much separation from the world to be what you are. Now, I like the speaking in tongues. I like the worship. I like the running. I like the jumping up and down. I like all of this. I like the fellowship. But I just can't live that separated life. And so people want you to look into the Word of God and show me in the Word of God, Scripture and verse, where it says, I cannot do this, and I cannot have this, and I cannot go here, and I cannot partake of this, when there is so many places in the Word of God that give us instruction, but we are living some 2,000 years after this Word of God has been written. So we take the Word of God and we apply it to our lives today in separation and dedication to God. Now, now people say, well, why, why can't I do all of this? The reason why we have what we have is because we cut a lot of unnecessary weights in life. We've got away from a lot of things that distract us in our living for God and helps us to draw closer to God and to be what God wants us to be. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some things that are sin. But right now, I'm dealing with the issue of weights in our life. There are things that we pick up on our journey of life that will not send us to hell if we do them or if we partake of them. But eventually, picking up that, and when you start picking up mud on your shoes, you start getting more mud accumulated to that mud. And so the old saying is, one thing leads to another. And every once in a while in our life, it is very important to each and every one of us that we would stop at the church house door of prayer and clean off the weights that the devil has attached to us and what we have attached to our own self. Now, lots of times, I just said that, that we blame things on the devil. And it's kind of like the, the guy that said he's seen the devil outside the church sitting on the fence post crying and was upset. And they asked him, said, what? What's wrong with you, devil? And the devil said, all those people inside that church blames everything on me, and it's not my fault. We blame everything on the devil when a lot of things we have taken to ourselves along the way. Now, we find that, that in the Word of God, it tells us that, that there was a man called Achan that took a Babylonian's garment. And he took a wedge of gold. And he took a piece of silver. Now God had told them not to partake of this. The first fruits belong to God. The first victory belonged to God. And all of these things were, these things were going into the storehouse with God. If he would have waited, he could have had all of it that he wanted. 
But that's the way it is with life. It does not stop with one thing. We pick up one thing. One thing calls for another thing. That thing calls for something else. And before you know it, we are trying to get to heaven loaded down with all of the things of life that the devil has allowed us and helped us to accumulate along the way until we're loaded down in prayer. We're loaded down. We can't worship. We're loaded down. We can't be faithful to God. We're loaded down. We can't be faithful to the house of God. We're loaded down with bills. We can't be faithful in paying our tithe. We're loaded down with bills and we can't be faithful in giving our offering. These things are weights that we allow to attach themselves to us. It is so important in our lives that we as individuals, as spiritual beings, people that are trying to live for God, would take every once in a while and say, God, I really don't think that I have sinned, but I have allowed some things to attach themselves to me. And I want to clean off the weights which doth so, everybody say easily, not not uh, every once in a while, but it says does so easily beset us. It gets us off track. It gets us headed in the wrong direction. It gets us sideways in our living for God. One commentary says that it tells us to lay aside every weight. It means bulk. It means mass. It means a heap. It means a weight. In a bad sense, it means our arrogance in our walk with God. It means that we should not be conceited in our walk with God till we think that we are invincible and the devil cannot destroy us. Don't ever get to that place in life where you think that, oh, I can do it, I can do it, I'm okay, I don't have anything to worry about. You have something to worry about. You have to worry about your flesh on a daily basis. The Apostle Paul said, I die daily. Amen. Lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should become a castaway. Amen. Paul's purpose here in the Scripture is to get the believer to lay aside whatever weight is hindering them in their Christian progress. A Christian should not digress. You should progress. And you cannot stay the same. If you think, oh, I'm staying the same, you're really headed in the wrong direction. God did not save any one of us to stay the same. Amen. God saved us to grow. Amen. If your, if your relationship, uh, with your husband or your wife has not grown in the time that you have been married, you are in trouble. Your marriage is in trouble. Your world is in trouble. 
The same way with our relationship with God. If our relationship has not grown in the last year, the last two years, the last ten years, the last twenty years, the last thirty, forty, fifty, however many years that it's been, if we have not grown in our relationship with God, we are in trouble and we are headed in the wrong direction. You cannot stay the same. Amen. There has to be a, a closer walk, a development, development in your walk with God. There has to be a, a relationship, a bonding. Amen. It would have been much easier in my first year of marriage. For me and my wife to separate than it would be almost 30 years later. Number one, the number one reason is I love her more today than I did then. Now, I hope all of you can say that. If you can't, you need to get in the altar and pray that God would help you to love one another more. But on the other hand, we have built things together. We have children that we did not have then. We had, we have finances that we did not have then. We have houses that we did not have then. See, we have built things together. We have grown in our relationship. There are so many people that allow things to attach to them that destroys their relationship one with another. The same way that we allow things to attach to us that destroys our relationship with God. Not necessarily a sin, but they are weights that does so easily beset us. Amen. What are things that beset us on our walk in our Christian journey with God? Number one, what you listen to is a weight that attaches itself to you that will destroy and hinder your walk with God. What you listen to and what I am speaking of, of what you listen to from your neighbor, the negative talk. The negative attitude, the negative uh, uh, conversation, conversation about a brother, a conversation about a sister. That is a weight that attaches itself to you that will cause and hinder your walk with God. Again, not just things such as that. That is the reason why we do not listen to secular music that promotes drug use, that promotes alcohol use, that promotes uh, ungodly living, that promotes running around on your spouse. It doesn't matter if it's a rap beat. It doesn't matter if it's a hip-hop beat. It doesn't matter if it's a heavy metal beat. And it doesn't matter if it's a country twang beat. It is a weight 
that attaches itself to you. You can't listen to filth all day and have a clean, pure, holy, righteous mind. Amen. I am, I am one to my, a lot of people say it's the beat that makes it wrong. I think it's what they're saying that makes it wrong. It's what they're talking about, what they're promoting. Amen. Listen at me, young people. I know a lot of people have different, different tastes of music and I've heard, I've heard some parents get on their kids for listening to hip hop or rap and then you get in their vehicle and they got country music going on. No difference. It's a weight. It's a weight. It's a weight. You can't, you can't listen to this stuff and be a spiritual minded person. You have to get loose from the weights that are hindering you. Number two, where we go is things that would hinder us. We want to go places that we would not be ashamed to take Jesus Christ with us. There has been some times I wound up in some places I would have been ashamed for him to be there with me. And so to keep him there with me, I left. Not necessarily because it was a sin, because these things are weights that attach themselves to us. Amen. We have to be careful where we go. The third thing is, I'm just mentioning a few things. This is a lot a lot that I want to talk about, but but not everything that is weights, but just a few things that can bring some thought to your mind. Amen. The third thing is what we see can be weights that will distract us and hold us back. The, the Bible tells us, now this is what this book tells us, that the eye is the light of the body, the soul. The being of man. That's the way things get in here. Is by what we see. Amen. So this is the reason why we have to be careful. Be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little ears what you hear. Be careful little feet where you go. Because these things are weights that attach themselves to us. What you see will not leave you very quickly. Now, if, if one of you seeing me sitting at the bar drinking a cold one, how quickly do you think you'd be able to forget that? Not in this lifetime. I would say, y'all might say, God forgive him. Help him, God, but you would never forget it. You'd always remember it. Because that is what you've seen. Now, if somebody told you that, that I was there, you could say, well, they might be telling a lie. But if you've seen it with your own eyes, amen, that has, has penetrated your mind and your spirit. No matter how good I live from that point on, I will never be able to erase that image out of your mind. There are things today that we need to protect ourselves 
from. Be careful what you see. Be careful what you look at. This is the reason why I'm 110% or 150% or 2 or 300% against television. Because it affects you by what they are promoting to you. What are they promoting? They're promoting drug use. They're promoting alcohol use. They're promoting ungodly and unhealthy relationships. They are promoting same-sex relationships. They are promoting whatever the media and Hollywood wants you to do. That's what they start placing in people's living rooms. And people grow accustomed to it. And it becomes weights that turn into sin that destroy people's life. If you see something long enough, it no longer has a great effect on you. I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it again. But I can remember uh, probably 20 20 years ago, 25, may have been close to 30 years ago. Boy, time flies. And uh, I remember there was a... There was this thing that was at the mall in, in Beaumont that would show up, uh, on Friday and Saturday nights occasionally. I mean, I say thing because I don't really know what it was. All I know is it was dressed like a woman and it didn't look like a woman. And, uh, but back then that was very, very odd. Now, I, to me it's still odd today, but, but back then it was very, very strange. But today, since the world has been promoting it so strongly, and they have, they have showed it to people so strongly, that just about every, I, I keep up with this stuff by reading about it, and uh, just about every prime time show has homosexuality somewhere in it. Feel like I'm out to sea and then hit a stump. But, but this is what, this is what happens. Now we say, oh, it's not hindering me. It's, it, you might make it through it. But will these little guys make it through it? Will they survive it? And I, I would say this is more, Television is not just a weight, it's a sin. You need to get rid of it, you need to get away from it, you need to do away with it. A child of God don't need these things. One way to ask yourself the question, what would Jesus feel about what's going on right now? You would not... One one person said it like this, and I know this is pretty crude, but I'm going to... You know, our young people here, they, they probably know more about a lot of things in life than we want to give them credit and probably more than we know because they have been exposed in many different ways. But one guy said it like this, that you would not allow a couple to come into your house and commit adultery in your living room. Would you? Not me. Not me. That's not going to happen if I could possibly stop it. But 
millions, billions of people allow it every day. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Just just use a little bit of common sense. How does this affect you spiritually? Okay, let's move to number four. I better get off of that one. That's kind of a rough spot. Now, what what you talk about is a weight that hinders you. The Bible tells us whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are a good report. It tells us whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are true, but it tells us whatsoever things are a good report because everything that is true is not worth talking about. What you talk about becomes a weight that would hinder you from being what God wants you to be. The fifth thing, people you run with. Amen. It's not, it's not a sin to have, uh, Friends that are not in the church. But when you start hooking up closely with people that are not like you and don't have the same morals as you and don't have the same spiritual desire as you, these things become weight that hinder us. Listen to me, young people, young men, young ladies. This is a reason why we do not date outside the church of the living God. Because you are connecting with people that has a different philosophy and different idea about life than you do. And they live differently. What do you have in common? It's not like you can pick one another up and go to the movie because we don't do that. You can't go dancing because we don't do that. There's not a lot in common where we go to meet one another to spend the rest of our life with is to the house of God. Amen. Amen. If you want to live for God and you want to be what God wants you to be, surround your life with people that want to live for God. Amen. That want to be what God wants them to be. It will make your journey of living for God so much easier. The same way to young adults. Surround yourself with people that want to live for God. The same thing for young married couples. Surround yourself with people that want to live for God. Not people that want to tell dirty jokes. Not people that want to ridicule and run down their spouse. Amen. But people that love God. Amen. Don't ever get amongst friends uh, uh, around guys. Listen, I know I've never been really around women too much, and uh, but but I know the way that guys are. And guys, you don't get together and talk about your relationship with your wife. You don't get together and run down your spouse. And I know women like to talk too. You don't get around other women and run down your husband. Amen. Well, praise God. That's right anyway. Amen. You don't tell embarrassing things about one another.
<laughs> Be careful who you run with. Becomes weights that weight us down. Social media. Ooh. Social media is a weight. Is it a sin? Not necessarily you can make it a sin. When you're having to check your status in church, it's a sin. You are addicted. You're addicted and afflicted. Social media has become a, a driving point for our society. You ought to be mad enough at social media that you'd get out, get off of it after what they have done to the president. Censoring the president and, and censoring things that he would say and anybody else can say anything they want to say. A communist can say anything they want to say. A socialist can say anything they want to say. And I want to tell you, it's one of, you know, and and I feel like I'm out in left field sometimes. I don't even know when somebody dies because it's spread on social media. I find out after the funeral that I should have been at the funeral because they think that they just they just put it on social media and everybody knows it. I know there can be good things that are done on that, but it becomes a weight that attaches itself to us. That controls every aspect of our life. You get on it and you read lies that people are putting about their life and you feel bad about your life. So you respond by putting lies about your life. Because you gotta outdo somebody else. It's foolish. Grow up. Grow up. Get a real life. Live your life. Spend time with one another. Take some of that time that you're spending on social media and spend it on your knees talking to God. Amen. One of the big things that has affected so many people that I do not believe that is a sin, but it's a weight. Because it has so many things at our fingertips is our cell phones. I don't think everybody ought to get rid of their cell phones. I think everybody ought to have control over their cell phones. Cell phones to young people is very devastating. Cell phones to some of you adults has been very devastating. You have seen things that you wish that you would have never seen. You've looked at things you wish you never would have looked at. Let's just be real tonight. And it becomes a weight that attaches itself to us. It becomes a weight that gets on us and hinders us from spiritually being the person that God wants us to be. I encourage, I encourage every parent, every parent, listen to me. I know we're living in a different world. I wish you wouldn't even give those kids cell phones until they start driving. But you need to have restrictions. And trust me, they're smarter than we are on it. If you want to find out how to do something on a cell phone, give it to a kid. They'll show you how to do it. Because that's the world that they're raised in. Do everything you can to protect your child. Amen. Because these weights turn into sins that 
affects when you see something. It affects you and you have an addiction. It turns into an addiction. Pornography turns into an addiction that drives people. They can't live without it. They say it's more addictive than a narcotic. Because it affects a part of your brain. And when you get an image, you can't ever get rid of it. It turns into a sin. It's a weight. And I want to encourage, I've told every man this, every man in this church, every woman in this church, you ought to be accountable to your spouse. Your husband and your wife should have all of your passwords. They should be able to look at your devices any good time they get ready. And if they say, hey, don't you think you're spending a little too much time on that? You ought to put the thing down. It's a weight. It's a weight that hinders us. Now, I know this is not... This is not very popular and you may not like it and you say, oh, uh, he's out of the book. No, I'm not out of the book. You, you want to see what's in the book, you need to really read the book real good. I'm sure Jesus wouldn't have been running around with his social media page open and his, his iPhone in his hand 24 hours a day. He'd have probably had a difficult time talking to his disciples if, um, Jobs would have invented the Apple phone back 2,000 years ago. But you ought to do that. And to protect yourself, to protect your relationship, your wife ought to have passwords and block things off of your phone. I'm not preaching anything I don't do. I'm human. I don't trust my flesh. You say, oh, I can't believe it. you would say that. I'm human. My flesh will carry me straight to hell. And don't think you're some spiritual giant that you won't ever have a temptation because the temptation will be there and you need to be ahead of the temptation. Clean the mud off of your feet, child of God. Lord, I'm going longer than I anticipated. Come get, get ready to sing something and we'll be dismissed. Sports is a weight that attaches itself to us. If there's anything that should have disturbed you about sports, it's what's went on this year. You should be so sick of it that it would not be attached to you at all. Entertainment. Something else. I think God has blessed us and I'm so thankful. There's nothing wrong with entertainment. There's nothing wrong with having a good time and God wants us and desires us to have a good time. We are His children. How many have kids? You want your kids to have a good time? How much more does your heavenly Father that loves you enough to die for you want you to have a good time? But let not entertainment become a weight that attaches itself to us and destroys our walk and our dedication to God. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 24, tells us, Know ye 
Not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that you might obtain, that you may attain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is tempered in all things. Now they do it to attain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainty, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body. This is what the Apostle Paul is telling the church of Corinth. He said, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should become, should be a castaway. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 8. But now you also put off these, all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of Him that created Him. So we have to put off all of these things in order to run this race that God has set before us. It's not impossible, but it's possible with the help and the strength of God. As we stand tonight, Let me go back to 12, Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin. I'm sure tonight if we do a soul search, a little inventory of our life, every one of us in this place tonight, can find some things that has attached itself to us that are weights. I really don't feel like it's a sin, but boy, it sure has bogged me down. I'm too caught up in this. I'm too, I'm too concerned about this. I'm too into this. Maybe, maybe I need to clean off my feet before I go into prayer. Maybe I need to wash up just a little bit and clean off some of these things that have attached themselves to me. There's a lot of things that we accumulate in life that we can live without. I think about when I first moved here, I brought the things that I own in a car. And um, when my, my wife and myself moved from these apartments down here to the trailer that was here on the church property. We got a 16-foot low boy. We made about three trips. When we moved from this trailer over to Gentry Road and the house that we built over there, we uh, had about ten 16-foot low boy loads. 
when we stayed there seven years and we moved to where we're at now, we rented a big U-Haul truck and we made I don't know how many loads. We accumulated a lot of stuff. But you know what I would have to do now if I was going to move? I'd start having yard sales. They don't make trucks that big. It's too much trouble because I've accumulated too many things. How many of us has accumulated a lot over our years of living for God? We can really do without. I buy stuff and put it up and forget I buy it and go buy it again. We've done the same thing spiritually. Not sin. It's just attached itself. And it loads us down. And it hinders us from really being what we want to be in God. How many wants a closer walk with God? You can have it. You might have to get rid of some weights, but you can have it. There's no bad people in here tonight. Everybody in here tonight's a good person. Good people just don't show up to church on Wednesday night. Bad people, I'm sorry. Bad people don't just show up to church on Wednesday night. All of you that's home listening, you need to scratch that and put that right. Sound like Biden. I don't even know where I'm at. (laughs) Who am I? Am I running for Senate or President? Just think about all the, I hope none of you, but some crazy people voted for him. God, cleanse my mind of that. I'm trying not to think of it, but it just depresses me. But we have, we're all good people, all wanting to go to heaven, all wanting to be what God wants us to be. But we've all picked up things along the journey. Amen. Let's lift our hands and ask God to help us tonight. God, help us tonight, Lord. Help us to be what You would have us to be, God. Help us to search our lives, search our hearts, our spirits, God. Cleanse us from everything that is not like You. Help us, God, to lay aside every weight. Every weight that would beset us, God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to streamline our lives where we would be more and we would do more for You and we would be what You would have us to be. And everybody said in Jesus' name, Amen. I've taken too long. I'm going to dismiss you tonight. Remember church, Sunday morning, let's come praying, expecting and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. Y'all can go ahead and be dismissed, I guess. That was my next statement, but that's okay. Lord bless you.